welcome to our first ever conversation uh super super excited thank you we have no idea what we're going to call this we are thinking that we may just change the name of this every single um, every single time we have these conversations chetan uh, you're a teacher you're an architect you've taught us you you've taught with us and you do yes. some fantastic work so welcome thank you so much ali anyway so fezan uh, so i'm i'm really first. proud to say that uh, apart from uh, fezan ta- teaching us we were also his first ever students i don't know i feel a lot of pride in that yeah, yeah. that uh, and i say it in a way that uh, we started his teaching career <laughs> i know so <laughs> we take all the credits <laughs> everything every wrong thing that i did in my teaching career was all experimented on <laughs> choose architecture i i have this really impulsive habit of scribbling and sketching wherever i would be you know and i was a complete nerd in school and uh, uh, this guy while fighting once and i was scribbling on on the table uh, this guy comes to me and said he said tu to sala architect banega this was in the second standard okay and uh, i didn't know what that word meant and i said which word sala like, or architect No architect, okay. <laughs> and I started crying. I thought he's abused me, and I went to the oh, teacher. Okay, and I told her that, that that he's telling me that you architect banega, and that's when she told me that what an architect does. And she's like, oh, because you're drawing, and you know this is why he's telling you. So you should take it as a compliment. I mean, that's when that word struck me, and I think it's been brewing on since that day. Really, really nice story. Inherently, you just started crying, which is a true reflection mm-hmm. of um, what life is. as an architect <laughs> is <Isn't> not <laughs> absolutely absolutely he cried the first uh, time only he heard the word architect and now so i just think I, say, I, I think my everyone has got you know i'm an architect <laughs> <laughs> so i think my response to his uh, statement was absolutely apt if it wouldn't be for uh, architecture i don't think i would be so involved with uh, this idea of giving back to the world and giving back to the community i think that has opened me up in a lot of ways to this paradigm and you are doing a lot of things right now as well because when you say giving back you are doing a lot of things for animals in particular so i think i'm fortunate enough to to be uh, a part of a design practice an active design practice uh, uh, so studio 23 we are uh, three of us which have been running the studio together me samir and sidesh uh, and uh, we have been involved with experimental projects we keep uh, uh, trying to reinvent what design means to us every now and then you and and me i think we both have been fortunate enough to be in the midst of of people like akar chohan and, and and you know people like uh, probably i think i was exposed to yashwan shetty who passed away so while but uh, and through chohan we've got exposed to and had conversations with charles korea with bv doshi kulbushan jain Uh, Neil Kanchaya. I think these are all brilliant people to be with, and uh, I think somewhere down the line, those two minutes and five minute conversations have rubbed off on you as a person. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when you start realizing that architecture is a lot more than just feeding off your own ego. I admire uh, 
teachers who are practicing and who are researching themselves, who are active in the field of, of critical thinking, critical analysis, the idea of uh, changing the whole parameters of what education will be, especially in today's time, for example, when we abruptly had to change to the digital medium. I think, what, what does that mean for us? So my, my, my mother has been a teacher. She has been teaching kids, absorbed a lot of her qualities in terms of patience, in terms of empathy towards what's learning, the idea that okay, it's, it's okay to make mistakes, it's okay to, to learn through different media, it's okay to learn at your own pace, but what's more important is that you learn. And today's world, uh, teachers will at the most be facilitators of, of knowledge. You can't impart knowledge. I think that's a big policy. How do you see yourself as a facilitator rather than someone who inspires? So I'm connecting, or rather I would probably aspire to connect students to things that will inspire them. And in process, if they get inspiration from me, nothing like it. To uh, be a little philosophical about it, it's, you are there to just open the right door at the right time and allow the person to rather walk through it my memory from your teaching is where uh, so you never forced uh, like a student to kind of look at it from only your point of view. So even if you disagreed with a student, you kind of helped see what he wants to see in a better way. Yeah, I think, I think it all comes down to the idea of helping an individual uh, to start critically analyzing the decisions or the, or the chain of thought. I think, Fazan, you're sort of uh, maybe overplaying critical thinking, right? Because um, there's a large part of you that is an empathetic side who's actually really soft and, and really um, gets affected by everything around you. So that that's not necessarily to do with critical thinking or uh, a lot of brain. It's all your heart, actually. There is uh, a lot of merit in you guys conducting this interview of sorts in that sense because since you know me i think you know, the questions that are being nudged towards are, are in a very different direction you know things that would have been messed out so when, when we talk about uh, questions or, or um, things like these uh, emanating out of the heart rather than uh, from a line of critical thinking i think empathizing i would take it as a trigger and I think that then gives rise to questions. So, so if I'm empathizing, so what? What do I do about it? And that's where critical thinking comes in, you know? Right? Because I, and I, and I make sure it's, it's always and always empathy and not sympathy. That's a different line. And that's, that's, when, then that's when it's complete heart. Empathy is probably something which usually leads to action. So, like you said it very correctly, it couldn't have, couldn't have been said better than that. So why don't you tell us a little bit more like in like direct action right now. Say for as I've heard you talk about your animal pods a lot. Being with a family who's always uh, or probably not had any interaction with any kind of animals. Right? So imagine a stray cat climbing up in the building and I would be shit scared. I would not step out of the house until I would be sure that the cat is out of the building. No way, uh, really? If I would see a dog on the road. Yes, ma'am. This was uh, until my 12th standard, I think. Uh, Sorry, but just to ask you a question, is it because as a family, you, you are, um, like I, you and I come from families where Islam is a significant, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, factor. Is it to do with the right. fact that we don't sort of uh, talk about pets? So we, we sort of say that, no, pets are not supposed to be part of the family. 
Uh, is it true? I don't no, really I know. Not. I think it's more about. Uh, I'll cut you there. I think this is more about being. It's more about being in an urban environment, completely urban environment, where you're not supposed to interact as humans with any other species, right? Things change until I think I was in. Uh, I don't remember when. I think it was my third or fourth year of architecture, where I was sort of working late nights, and uh, out of nowhere, I heard a really bad yelp on the road. Uh, it was I think about two two thirty in the night, and I and I saw outside, and a pup had been run over. Yeah, so against my instincts, I stepped down with a bowl of milk. Uh, the puff had passed away. It, it was a really bad accident. Uh, but what happened is while I kept the, the milk bowl there and I was looking at the pup, touched it for the first time, a dead body, the mother sneaked up behind me. And uh, I was on the road at like two in the night, uh, bent over to check on the pup and I have this dog behind me, okay, she's sniffing me. And I was shit scared at that time. I was like, I am done for. This was a bad idea. I should have not have come down. That's when something amazing happened. The mother, she started whining and she started licking my hand. Okay. And uh, that's when things started changing for me. That's when that whole shift happened to me. That in, in me that, you know, uh, she's understanding why I'm here. I'm, I'm not the one who's hurt the child. I'm here to help. And uh, I think uh, it hasn't stopped for me since then. So there is this huge uh, um, amount of uh, research that that uh, we've been carrying out and uh, mapping out uh, animals of how they live on the streets. In the process, we've also come and come in contact with so many uh, uh, humans who live on the street because mm-hmm. animals and humans on the street they they are form a very symbiotic relationship. They care for each other. The dogs and the other animals protect the animal like the humans while they're sleeping and vice versa these humans give them food from there it's come to the idea of designing animal pods or these kind of shelters which street animals would use during times of heat in the summer which would equip them with food and, and water facilities and uh, and probably shelter during the time of rains where they have nowhere else to go to um, also looking at, at uh, methods of making this completely sustainable uh, working with debris working with, uh, with with waste materials and seeing how this goes during Corona, um, what's been your, you know, action for these animals? Uh, is there something that you are able to do? At the studio, we have about, uh, we, we take care of a lot of street animals there. We have about four to five cats which keep coming in and out. There are two resident cats who are at the studio most of the time. Uh, we have a couple of dogs which keep coming in and out of the studio, being on the ground floor and inside a compound. Made provisions there at the studio right now. There are, there are another set of five disabled cats that uh, I take care of. So these cats also need uh, care and attention. It's, it's interesting that uh, while humans are scurrying for lives, these street animals are, are majorly dependent on humans for, for the food of course, right? Lots of these street animals are dependent on the waste that the restaurant generates. Uh, like humans on the road, the hawkers that, that, that uh, serve food, they generate mm-hmm. waste. And these, these animals depend on that. Uh, that's completely out of the picture right now. What this does is it, it raises big questions for for uh, for animals about about their livelihood and how do they sustain, which is where uh, I think uh, I wouldn't talk about myself. A lot of people in the animal lover community, I think I'm, I'm related and connected to a lot of these people. We have taken up areas where we will be feeding these animals. What do you do with so much free time now that you're in quarantine? Do you spend a lot more time shaping your glorious beard? <laughs> so uh, I think. Um, I think one really good thing which has come up uh, during quarantine for me especially is uh, being able to spend time with my parents. We've been designing uh, uh, 
something which we call as billy bowls. So this is the nickname of, of these animal feeding trays that and animal feeding bowls that we are designing. I would sketch one uh, uh, stray dog every day. And, and, and every every animal has a character. Like you and me have a character. We know how we smile. We know how we ask for food. Some people are food mm-hmm. hungry. Some people are hungry. And these animals have those qualities. And Charlie uh, gets hungry. I feel hangry. Absolutely. I think those, you, you have hangry animals also. This time now, the quarantine time has helped me to start off with cats. Something which which I've been on to now. And it's I think like that's, a, that's it's like that balloon in Dil Chata. Har roj ek balloon. <laughs> exactly. So, so that's been on. That's been on. I'm trying to stick to schedule. I've been doing voracious amount of readings. I've been taking. Can you show us some of the sketches? Can you you have the you have your schedule? Um, I have. Uh, also, can we say hi to your mom? Hi, auntie. Of you can. Hi, auntie. Hi, auntie. I can't. I can't see you. Please so stand I'm up. Missing Arine on the screen. Hello. Oh wow, that's great! Why the what the hell you blocked me? No wonder Fezan spoke so well. He can't see you. <laughs> I'm going to pin myself on the video for a while. So I don't know if you can see this, but uh, one second. Yeah. No. It, yeah, it's we a can. Set, it's a setting in his uh, camera. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's lovely. Oh wow! So this has been on. These are like all amazing. So how many cats do you have now in so your Kolaba little cat house? episode oh. and this is just going to go. Wow. Uh, wow. About uh, five right now. And this is like, this is, uh, these are these are all cat sketches which have been happening since all these days right now. So Amazing. Yeah. Wow. The Kolaba the studio has about uh, about uh, five cats right now. The disabled one that I, that I talked about is out there. So, okay. Yeah. You haven't made any sketches of, uh, of Shavir and me in all these years. That's quite disappointing, I must say. <laughs> Yeah, I thought oh, yeah. we are your favorite pets, uh, or, yeah. or maybe he has, and like how he shows us the animals. Yeah. Too bad you're not animals. animals. The human sketches, <laughs> and they're like, oh, these are my idiot human friends. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be quite funny, huh? Actually, yeah. he sketches humans for the animals. <laughs> So there is this other thing that that uh, we've been working on uh, is is something known as speculative futures. As in, how do I you have one animal over here? In the future. Oh wow! Oh, hi to Zazu. <laughs> Zazu. Hi Zazu. Hi. Zazu. hi. Super man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you were saying about. Yeah, uh, we just got news that uh, the quarantine or the lockdown has been extended till thirtieth. Wow. I think that was expected, right? It yeah. was yeah. required also. People, it's it's a tough time for everyone, mentally, physically, emotionally. Um, how are you doing? And um, do you have any advice, maybe, or just suggestions for what people should do? Or I think what's important is, and I think something that's kept me sane through all this period is is uh, the idea of an of an intent more than. I think Corona. I think life is in question right now. I think we need to stop flapping around and, and stop being on this ego trip. Whether it's as a designer, whether it's uh, whether it's as a as a craftsman, whether it's as a politician, whether it's as a leader, whether it's as someone who stays on the road. I think we need to start understanding what what this uh, precarious term called life means. I think this is my parents' house at uh, at uh, Abdul Rahman Street in Crawford Market. You'll be surprised as to how empty the streets are. But at the same time. Uh, when I look out of the window, I'm, I'm, I see 
at different areas i see these uh, group of people group of humans who work as as uh, baggage carriers in the day you know this being an area where where people do a lot of wholesale shopping these guys stand at every 10 meters 15 meters in the day and they offer themselves to carry baggage for a, for a meager sum of 10 rupees 15 rupees 50 rupees that's their livelihood in the night they sleep on the footpaths here i see them still sleeping here on the footpath so to help with social distancing to help with taking safety measures these guys don't have any place to go to today religious places have been shut down all these people who stay here for for example at that crawford market the majority of the population say happens to be muslims it could be anywhere it could be hindus at a place temples have shut down mosques have shut down all these guys to 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 relieve themselves to take care of their hygiene they all used to go to these religious places the hindus who live on the road will go to temples use the bathrooms there these muslims who live on the road here they used to go to mosques now the mosques have been shut down where do these guys go none of us are asking those questions mm-hmm. uh, and i think these are the questions that we really seriously need to be asked and i think uh, what i feel during quarantine or how am i passing my time during quarantine then becomes completely inconsequential i think my time then goes in trying to see how i can help these you know as of now i am handicapped i call myself handicapped because i've only been able to help animals i wish i would have enough strength to be able to help these people also on their own i think that would make life a lot more fulfilling i think that was a amazing answer i i i don't agree that you're not doing enough i think you're doing like um a fantastic and phenomenal job and um no i mean so so understand this when i'm saying i'm not doing enough i'm 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 only talking from a personal point of view i know i have a lot more in me i think arin is trying to say you don't beat yourself down because Yep. you're not doing everything that you think of and you're choosing right. your battles wisely and uh, doing right. 100% there so, and i think also which is right. greatly commendable and i think i think uh, while we say this i think genius when we talk about genius when we talk about things that have changed the world have always are always people who have looked at impossibility in the face and not backed down i think that's something that we should remember attended to humanity needs to be attended to rather than any other issue that we've been fighting for i think that will change the world nothing else fantastic i think that's a great note to uh end this thanks a lot felon for being our first ever guest on this thing absolutely man that's it was a pleasure to be our first guest and your first so much, a lot of first in this yes. first uh, <laughs> yeah first, first one <laughs> and uh, i think we started off by think coming trying to name every episode and i guess let's name this episode the first the first ah nice yeah. <laughs> super see you guys